Three seconds till recognizing. Two seconds till recognizing. <laughs> One second till recognizing. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Love is Blind recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Just, uh, I had an incident outside. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Do you want to tell the Shandy? I mean, I know about the incident, but I didn't know you wanted to share it. But I actually think the Shandies will enjoy this story. I mean, I had to go run an errand right around the corner. And we were already set up for the podcast. And I didn't have my keys or my phone. So I come back. It already sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) It's going to get worse. In retrospect. Yeah. So I come back and I try to get in the door and we have one of those face recognition screens. So, uh, and the sun is shining and I'm putting my face in it. And when the sun's shining, it has a hard time recognizing my face. So I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm putting my face back. I got to tell you, I hate that. I like having a key and just opening I, the know, door. I don't need my face to be recognized to I, let me in. I agree. It sounds old fogey, but technology has a time and a place. Yes. And it's not that. I just want to use a key. A key has been around for literally 5,000 years. Yes. Especially, Someone will correct me on that. Well, but, you know, this story actually highlights it perfectly. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, how long is it going to take? I'm like, back, forward, I'm smiling. Smiling, I'm frowning, I'm like opening my eyes wide. And then I see in the distance, down the street, coming towards me, I see a guy I know and I haven't seen in many years. And he's one of those guys, top 10 people you don't want to run into in the street, but you know what it's going to be. It's going to be like, you can't just walk away. You can't be like, oh, hey, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, that's not on the table. Not a bad guy. No. Just the last thing you want to run into, especially when you're just not in the mood. So I see this and I'm like, oh, okay, this has gotten real. So I, you know, I'm like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And it's not recognizing my face and he's getting closer and it's getting that inflection point where he's going to recognize me. Finally, just when it's that last split second, it recognizes me, the door buzzes and I run in and I'm telling you, it was just like, it was like my Indiana Jones moment. That was it. It was like a full... Indiana Jones slash horror movie. Mm -hmm. I just made it. I mean, I think that's really relatable. It's also a real example of how technology is not your friend sometimes. No, sometimes it is not. Yeah. Okay, so the reason we're here today, as great as your stories are, Andy, Mm. is we are recapping... Love is Blind. Today we're recapping Seattle Part 1, which is episode 6 through 8. That's a good amount. It's a good chunk. It is a good chunk. And we're gauging out the rest of the season, like how many we're going to recap. And we've decided that... The recap after this will be 9 through 11, and then we'll do the finale after that. So there'll be two more recaps after this one, give or take. It's just us feeling it out. Because some people wanted us to, like, binge the rest of the season and recap the live finale or whatever. Like, I I mean, we have day jobs. I feel like we have to remind people of that. Yeah, and also I feel like, you know, sometimes, okay, like Succession, for example. We like Succession. Yeah, And then we had to wait a whole, what, like a year to see this season, mm-hmm. there's something about being forced to wait to get things <laughs> in, in portions. Yeah. You know, it's like when you sit down to a giant feast, you don't just stuff your face so much, you're sick within five minutes. Yeah. It's nice to course a meal out. Yeah. And I believe strongly that binging is not a good way to live. I actually like waiting for a week in you between episodes. You don't think you like it. I don't but think you I do, do like it. Yeah. Your mind tells you it's wrong, yeah. but then your whole body and mind enjoy it. <laughs> Anyway, I guess this is our way of saying we're doing things our way, mm-hmm. the, the shandy way. And yeah, you're going to have to wait for your recaps. I guess we'll probably lose some people, but yeah. you know. <laughs> like nine views on the next recap. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we don't have to wait for your recap. <laughs> okay, so we pick up with episode six with the couples moving out of their rooms in Mexico. They're moving into Seattle. We see our elusive hosts, Nick mm. and Vanessa. Easiest Vanessa. job in the world. The best oh. job. I want to. Can we apply for that job? Oh, my God. You think we could get this? Seriously, what do they do? They don't do anything. Nothing. They could just have a narrator, like a voiceover. They would save yeah. a lot of money, actually. Yeah, and you're not getting, you're not feeling like I'm not getting the star value. Like, I understand that, you know, Nick Lachey is a star, I guess. Yeah, I think she is. Is his name too. Nick Lachey? Yeah. Oh, good. Wow. I feel so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on the first try. But but he's a celebrity and yeah. the reason they're paying him is because he's a celebrity. It's not like they're just going to get some random guy who's good at like narrating things. Mm-hmm. They get him was just Nick Lachey and who's his wife? <laughs> Vanessa. Okay, whatever. 
So the point is, is that if you're going to pay the guy mm. to be the celebrity, you at least have to get the celebrity value. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that Nick Lachey is the guy who hosts the well, show. So it says a lot that just now you had to say, what's his wife's name? The fact that you still don't know their names and we're on episode six. Yeah. That really they're, enough said. They're not getting their value. No. This is a bad value. <laughs> Yeah, the Lachey's are making out like bandits. Yeah. Okay, so the couples move into their apartments in Seattle. We see lots of gorgeous shots of Seattle. We love Seattle. A friend of the show. You, the, the city? The city is a friend of the show, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have an opera in Seattle coming up in September, yeah. October. We'll be there for like six weeks. We're and you excited. had one in December last year. Yeah, anyway. I love Seattle and Seattle Opera. Great town. We pick up now with Bliss and Zach. So they were at that lunch. And he says the trip was horrible. He says that Bliss, in fact, was the girl he was looking for. She says that's annoying to hear. Mm. She gives him a hard time, but yeah. ultimately it's pretty clear that she's into him. A little bit. She wouldn't be there, I guess. I gotta say, yeah. it's insane. And mm. this happens even more later when he has her over. But in this moment, when they start just sort of riffing and yeah. having banter, as they say, mm. Zach, he's like a different person. Different person. And it's exactly what you said, actually, in the last recap. You're like, maybe Zach comes off weird because he's in the, the person who he's working with, like, makes him yeah. feel weird. You sort of start to become that. Yeah. If I was like recapping with Jeffrey Dahmer, these recaps would be a lot different. Jeffrey Dahmer? But wasn't he really charismatic and charming? I don't think so. Really? Am I confusing him with a different You're thinking of Ted killer? Bundy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my serial killers like Yeah, you gotta get straight, you gotta bone up on your serial killers. No pun intended. Generally a sort of hopeful feel in the air. Sure. And now we hear a song literally called Catching Feels. <laughs> Written on the spot. <laughs> I gotta say, the names of the song, uh, everything. Whatever. Is it just I mean, the names of the songs? It's, it's good for them. Good, you know, good for them. I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah, some people sort of get offended when we make fun of the music. Huh. I don't know how you could. That I mean, means the music's that, obviously I think, bad. I think that means that they're offended by music. But this is not music. No, it's it doesn't not. It, it, technically, it's music, but you could also say traffic is music. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's music too, technically. So Kwame and Chelsea, they're celebrating their first takeout meal together. She says it feels like home because she's with him. They yeah. discuss cleanliness. She wants to get the dishes in the dishwasher before end of day. 100% right. I'll 90- tell you, Chelsea, when it comes to like cleanliness and general behavior in the household, 100%. Yeah. On the whole, this feels harmonious, but I got to say there's always tension with these two. I'm yeah. never comfortable watching the two of them, even when it's supposed to be like nice time. Agreed. Micah and Paul, she tells him Irina told her she was attracted to him. And he confirms there was one moment where Irina was a little handsy. And he didn't think much of it at the time. Mike, I have such mixed feelings about this because I do think that this was out of line for Irina to do. But I also get the impression that Micah is the type of person to really pounce on something like this. And... She says it put doubt in her own mind about him. Mm-hmm. She's very happy to play victim if she can. I don't actually think she's remotely threatened by Arena. No. At all. No. And Tiffany and Brett now, we learn about the one point of contention in their relationship is the fact that he gets out of the shower and leaves water on the floor. <laughs> I mean, that's super relatable. I gotta say. Am I that person? You're the person. <laughs> I mean, you do other things. You you don't respect water uh, enough, I think. Yeah, you really I tend to a, be like, it's just water. <laughs> yeah, water is the, 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 the bane of existence of modern society. Mm. So you got to respect it a little more. I mean, when it's on tiles, I'm like, it's just water. It's what, you know, instantly, set, you know, it's in water. Like you, water looks like clear and delightful and crystal when you look at it. But if you go microscopic, a drop of tap water is like a zoo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I know this. Uh, okay, okay. But if you let it sit there, what's going to happen? That zoo is going to multiply and then it becomes a brown stain and that brown stain eventually calcifies and then you can't get rid of it. Okay. So the two of them are just generally cute. They're all loving on each other. Yeah. We'll move on. It says now, Andy, this is the first time it says this, 20 days until weddings. you got a big <laughs> kick out of this. <laughs> Do you want to explain why this is so funny to you? Do I need to? I mean... 
When, when, okay, imagine 20 days until weddings in any situation other than a situation where two people have known each other for like years and they're getting married. Mm -hmm. Imagine in any other situation how ridiculous that is. It's true. They're like trying to sort out fundamental differences. You know what it's like? It's like, you know, those those like big disaster movies where it's so cheesy. They have to tell you how many days it is till impact of the meteor. Yeah. It's like, it's like they have a scene where they, whatever, they're talking about something and then they cut and it's like, 20 days till impact. Yeah. And then well, 15 days till impact. You need the urgency. The urgency is what gives you that, oh, it's just yeah. like you. If you if the thing just didn't recognize your face at the front door, Ugh. you'd be like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. But the guy coming towards you gave it urgency and it got your heart rate up and exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Three seconds till recognizing. Two seconds till recognizing. <laughs> One second till recognizing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's Paul exciting. and Mike, and now we learn that they got their physical connection, quote, on the same level as their emotional connection. They're playing footsie on the deck and all lovey-dovey with each other. Oh. Truly, I honestly think this is the only scene I've ever seen of the two of them where I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's cute. They're cute. Yeah. They're not bad. Okay, so now Kwame and Chelsea, she shows him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that one sounded like it felt good. Oh, it's nice. I mean. They always come in pairs. People don't talk about how good sneezing is. Okay. And you don't appreciate, like, you 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 muffle your sneezes. Don't you, you have another one? Stop talking. There's another one no, coming. It's done. One. One and done. What? Yeah. Yeah, but you, they always come in pairs with you. No, that was it. It's allergy season. Yeah. Okay, she shows him her apartment. Apparently, it's all pink. Mm. And Kwame's like, even the wine is pink. <laughs> he asks, what's with all the pink? And then she says that her ex was really controlling about how they styled their apartment. So this is sort of her rah-rah moment. You know, she's decorating it how she wants. And in her confessional, she cries, saying that she hasn't had anyone to come home to. She FaceTimes her friends every night while eating dinner. But now she has Kwame. Oh, oh really? Does that deserve an oh? I think no, I was just distracted. Because I was thinking, did you wear your pink dress in honor of Chelsea? <laughs> no. Definitely oh. not. Oh. And it's also cute that you think this is a dress. It's a jumpsuit? Yeah. Oh, I, my legs are crossed. Look, legs split. Oh, I see. Covered. I get it now. I'm learning. Okay. It's, a, by the way, an absolutely magnificent jumpsuit. <laughs> Good job. I have a slight issue with this. I feel like Chelsea comes off to me as someone who feels like she needs someone else to be whole. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that you have to, like, love being single, but you have to be sort of content with it. With just being, with having some aloneness, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I find this, it's like, oh, it's like, I found my happy ending. I have Kwame now. Well, there's there's sort of like a anxiety-ridden neediness, I feel. Oh, and that does not change over these three episodes. No, there's just like this, like, it's not, and I'm not saying that we all, look, we all have needs. We all mm -hmm. want to be with someone. We all want love. We mm -hmm. all want companionship. I get it. I'm not faulting her for that. It's the way she goes about it. It's very, uh. High strung. Yeah. Like I personally, mm -hmm. I don't know if I could take that for 10 minutes. Mm. I don't, I don't think like Chelsea, like even if I was like head over heels immediately within a couple of days, I'd be like, I, I can't do this. But this to me is just that tip of the iceberg. We saw a bit of it before, but I actually thought she was way more easygoing. Like with the stuff with Micah in yeah. Mexico, I was like, oh, she's too forgiving. She was too yeah. quick to forgive him. But we start to see her cracks showing, I think, over these three episodes. Mm. But we'll keep going for now. Tiffany and Brett meet Tiffany's friends. Brett obviously passes the interrogation with flying colors because he's Brett. He's Brett. Brett is, this, Brett is the Michael Jordan of this show. He's he's, he's goat. Yeah. Like no one goat. touches Brett. Totally. And yeah. I mean, he, that's saying a lot too, because some of the men are extremely likable. Okay. Marshall is, Marshall is Scotty Pippen to his Michael Jordan, <laughs> but, but he is Jordan. Brett describes seeing Tiffany for the first time. It was like tunnel vision. He couldn't even remember the color of the carpet yeah. and they get teary here and it culminates with him saying he loves her. They kiss. And then it's so sweet. After they part, he's, he goes, he mouths, yeah. I love you to her when their faces are close and their friends are all around and it's somehow not vomity. It's just like. Can I tell you, I've watched many seasons of love uh -huh. since we started recapping these these shows. Yeah. And I don't know why the shows is in quotes. That was on that story. But I have never seen what I believe to be as true a love as I see between these two. In all of the shows, mm. everything. Wow. I love how every kiss they share, it's never like a cursory peck. Like yeah. to me, when I think of cursory Peck, I think of Chelsea and Kwame. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, love yeah. you, babe. Yeah, babe. <laughs> babe. No. But with Tiffany and Brett, it's almost like even what's supposed to be a Peck 
they both get sort of lost in and they end up lingering I and agree. going back for I more. Agree. It's really cute. Oh, by the way, speaking of Babe, I, I have a bone to pick. Oh. I someone said in the comments that it was generational. Oh, oh, they, oh, they pulled the no, age no, card. No, 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 oh. no. And I'll tell you something. You want to talk about generation? The reason I don't like Babe is because my first girlfriend in a year that I do not want to discuss <laughs> called me Babe. Uh, Did not like it. Never have liked it since. Not generational. Maybe it's cultural. Because some people really agreed with you. And then, of course, some people were like, I don't see any problem with Babe. Yeah, well, well I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking scientific. It's scientifically wrong. <laughs> Commit to Babe E. Two syllables. <laughs> okay. No, you, last week you said it's just your opinion. People can do whatever they no, want. No, I've moved on. It's fact. <laughs> okay. So now Zach and Paul, they're having drinks together at a bar somewhere. We learn that Micah needs a lot of affirmation. This is something Paul struggles with. And Zach says everyone wants to feel appreciated. He says, quote, nobody gets tired of hearing that you love them. That's true. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't like the person saying it. Then it gets a little tiresome. Oh, then it makes your skin crawl. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big caveat. <laughs> okay. So now Micah and Irina. I've actually been to this restaurant a few times. Oh, yeah? It's a Mexican restaurant. Oh, you have? Yeah. With this outdoor space and these like fire pits. Oh. I felt like I was like, ooh. <laughs> You're <spent> famous. <laughs> okay. So Micah confronts Irina about the Paul stuff. Mm. She felt that Irina was going behind her back, which I think is true. Yeah. It was kind of odd. Huh. It's almost like Irina didn't give a crap yeah. who she offended. I feel mixed on this because I'll put it this way. I've been out with friends who have f- f- like openly flirted with you. Yeah. And I trust you yeah. and and I and I trust them and I just like I find it amusing. You know, yeah. it's like everyone's having a few drinks and maybe they're like they're laughing a little harder than they should at your jokes can, and can maybe you, touching your arm a bit. And I'm like, OK, honestly, when my friends and, and I think my friends have also flirted with you probably or not as much. I'm hard to flirt. with. You are. You're ice queen. Yeah. But even, well, it, only if I'm really into someone and it's hard. That's true. Yeah. But I've seen my friends kind of make an effort sometimes to maybe flirt. And it, it, I feel good about it. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, they're getting along. That means that they're getting along on a level that's even higher than just, you know, regular like small talk. Oh, OK. Makes me happy. Yeah. I can't think of one friend of yours that I've ever graduated no. to flirting with. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. My friend's. There's are, one or two bachelor to... guys who are both of our friends who I think fall into that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like got a slightly flirty undertone to it, but it's really barely there. Well, I mean, Nick was flirting with you to the point where he was like trying to like bed you when we were first dating, and <laughs> that I was, doesn't really. Count I was that. enjoying that. Though. That was so God, early that, on, Nick. I it's love a million you. years ago. Yeah. So imagine if you okay, we can use that example. Imagine if you were like. I can't believe that. That makes me lose trust in you, Charlene. And it makes me blah, blah, blah. Like if you made something more out of that than needed to be made. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not really picking a side because I think they're both wrong. But I think anyone who wants to completely vilify Irina like only, I, I don't really agree with that. I think Micah likes playing victim. I think she likes talking shit. I think that she always sort of wants to be in the driver's seat and have a leg up on other people. But she also blew her up on TV. Like, I felt like that was a setup. What do you mean? Like, she set her up. She was like, oh, let's go have this lunch. It was all just oh, a narrative yeah. to try to show how Arena's a piece of and shit. And even then, Arena, you know, I think Arena, a lot of Arena's behavior stems from deep insecurity. Yeah. And so I, I guess I have a bit more of a heart for her. Like, I think Arena's really complicated. And yes, she's shown a lot of terrible, terrible behavior. I, I don't want to sound like I'm defending her. But even when Arena was like, oh, I don't think Paul would ever go for me anyway. Yeah. And Micah was like, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, thanks. Like, she, like, really just sort of, like, drove it home a little too far, in my opinion. It's like, yeah, like, she all but said he's repulsed by you. He this would never, really, if you were really the last nasty. woman on earth. Like, that's what the tone of what she was saying. Generally, my opinion is when you're self-deprecating, people should allow that to happen. At best, not comment. Mm-hmm. At most, say, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. And I mean, they're both wrong. I guess that's what I'm Yeah, but Arena at. at least has sort of talked about why she is the way she is. At least she's kind of thought about it. I agree. That goes a really long way with us. Yeah. And I, so maybe we're a little biased to the fact that even in that first episode, we heard Irina talk about her own insecurities and in little subtle ways, she's shown them. Yeah. While Micah's just like, 
I, I just can't stand people who well, are so quick to play victim at know, every turn. She's you know, like, I was there for you. Always I victim. was your lifeline. Victim. Yeah. If, if it was Mortal Kombat between Micah and Arena <laughs> and the more terrible one like finishes the other one. The, the one thing like that, you know, that list, I never pay attention to it because I always just like that guy who's like has that horrible face and a huge guy. I always go for big. I don't know why. Yeah. I always assume the bigger yeah, person. In Mario Kart, win. you go for Donkey Kong. I go for Donkey Kong. And in, in Mortal Kombat, I go for who's that giant, horrible I don't know. looking. He's the big teeth. Anyway, the point is. You just try to scare your opponent. Yeah, this, this, the, the power that Arena has that gives her that slight edge over Micah. Yeah. Which actually, I guess in my game would mean that she would lose. But anyway, is self-reflection. That's a 10. Mm. She has self-reflection 10 and Micah has zero. Oh. That's the winning, that's the that's the key factor. And I mean, to say she has self-reflection, she has like a, like a, a pea-sized amount. Oh, I gave her a 10. <laughs> I, I was okay. She's just like a three and Micah has a zero. I think she's got one. <laughs> okay. But that might be enough. <laughs> enough to beat her opponent okay finish her <laughs> with self-reflection a pee yeah <laughs> so now we're back to marshall and jackie it's the morning he's making her not only pancakes but Ooh. berry compote i mean this guy because he's perfect yeah we all need more marshall in our lives i was a little distracted by the table syrup <sighs> shandy's knew i was gonna mention Can't this. win them all no we both noticed it was a little I don't know. It's a subtle etiquette thing, but he brings her the plate of food and then goes back to prepare his own plate and she starts digging in like she didn't wait for him. Yeah, that was a little rude. I don't it, know. It goes, I, no, I don't think you should gloss over it. It's in character for Jackie. I think Jackie is very into Jackie. She's into her own experience. I don't want to be too judgy because I'm thinking like when you and I are having dinner and let's say I'm cooking it and I bring it to you, I would never think twice about you starting to eat it. But now that I think about it, you always wait. No, I wait. And also they're new. Yeah. I've been with you for almost 10 years. Uh, this is new. Yeah. No, it's wait, true. Wait. Just wait like five seconds. <laughs> the guy made you a gourmet breakfast <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Jackie in her confessional says that she's never experienced this before, this kind of love. And now we get back to Kwame and Chelsea. You ready mm. to be tense again? Well, there's a lot of time. I, I, I say that as if you're not tense watching no, Marshall I'm, and Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's relaxing. So Kwame and Chelsea, they're discussing meeting her parents, and it's very tense. Mm. So she's like, do you know my dad's name? And the tone is a little accusatory, in yeah. my opinion. And he says he doesn't. And she says, well, it's Charlie. And he casually says, that's my dad's name, too. Unbelievable. Double standard is it, there has to be another word. She got caught not knowing his dad's yeah. name and she was just like and, silent. And also Kwame, like, I don't know why suddenly this terrible guy, we were all told that, oh, you're going to yeah, be yeah, very yeah. upset about <laughs> Kwame. I'm like, show me the money. I know. He had one hour, one drunken hour of being sloppy and inappropriate. And that's it. What else is bad about Kwame I got, so far? I can't, you know, it's so interesting. I wonder if some people watched these three episodes, six through eight, and saw it the other way around and saw Kwame Is as the Chelsea bad guy. Chelsea the good guy? I, I don't know how that's possible. Just because she wants him to be with her? That's the thing? That's her superpower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she also wants him to be with her on her terms in the city in which she lives. She wants to have kids in, on this timeline. It's like he's just a guy. Can, can I tell you something? The amount of willpower mm. and moral fiber it took for Kwame not to be like, do you know who my <laughs> father is? It amazed me. Yeah. I would have I would have dropped a hammer. I wrote, this is not Chelsea's finest moment. She's very anxious, obviously, about Kwame meeting her dad, which we later on learn. I almost feel like that's a microcosm of Chelsea. Yeah. Is this scene, the, She's. I'll go into it in a second, but she picks a fight with Kwame based on her own anxiety about her dad disapproving yeah. of him or of the process or of something. Mm -hmm. And then we meet her dad and he's like, yeah, he's great. I approve. Like, congratulations. Totally fine. <laughs> it's like she's spiraled into this other place. And we see this sort of monster come over her, in my opinion. Yeah. Here, as she's sort of like being very uptight and stressed, he says, the more calm we are, the more calm he'll be. You know, he's just trying to talk her off the ledge. He's trying to calm her down. And she passive aggressively says, I love a good Kwame lecture. Oh, oh my God. That's like grade A prime. That's like Kobe beef. Oh. Passive aggression. Yes. Oh, yeah. Kobe, excuse me. <laughs> Kobe, not Kobe Bryant. Kobe beef. Also, how was this a lecture? Yeah. 
a lecture. It's not a lecture. There he, was no lecture. There wasn't even a, a more. There was nothing. Can you imagine if I was upset about something and you're like, you're like, don't worry if we blah, 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 if we think about it this way. And I'm like, stop lecturing me. Oh, my God. It'd be so irritating. But she's talking about meeting her dad like they're in, in, in the woods and there's a grizzly bear in front of them. Yeah. Like, just play dead. Be calm. Yeah, yeah. He'll walk away. Actually, you don't play dead with a grizzly. I learned this. Oh, yeah. You just fight. You're going to die. A grizzly? Yeah, is a grizzly that will... Oh, no, no, no. You do play dead with a grizzly. Sorry. I, okay. I said, don't, no, don't listen to what I just said. You do play dead with a grizzly, but if a grizzly goes and starts messing with you, like starts kind of doing bad things while you're playing dead, you got to fight. Okay. That's the rule. And then a brown bear. No, a brown bear is bad. Brown bear is run? same as a grizzly. A black bear, you act scary and scream and big, make your hands big and kind of, you can chase it even. It'll run away. And a polar bear, you just say your prayers and that's it. Yeah. You and go then to sleep. Someone, when we last talked about this, someone was like, and a gummy bear goes in your belly. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. That a lot. was cute. He says that she lectures him more than he lectures her and she disagrees with this. Mm. I think this is a little complicated because how much are we taking into account the mica stuff? Yeah. But he says that they're both on edge and lightly says, hey, He's the one that has to do the impressing. And she somehow manages to pick a fight about even this. And she's yeah. like, but we're a partnership. Oh, Jesus. So stressful. <laughs> so much work. Every day is work. <laughs> and meanwhile, her dog is like just resting on her lap sleeping. And Andy, you said, I feel like that dog should be way more high strung with her <laughs> as his owner. Right. Okay, and now the doorbell rings. She seems to panic here, and that's our cliffhanger. Mm. So, which brings us to episode seven. I mean, this was kind of for a cliffhanger. This was sort it was of a, a weak cliffhanger. Yeah, it was a womp womp because her yeah. dad. It was like two people having a picnic at the edge of a cliff. <laughs> Chelsea is describing the premise of the show to her dad, and reveals they're engaged. And mm. he's like, "Well, isn't that something?" And he's like, "I'll be darned." He was very sweet. Sweet guy. Now over dinner, they discuss logistics because uh, Kwame lives in Portland. Yeah. I want to go to Portland. It's on yeah, my hit list. Let's do that. Andy, you pointed out the inconsistency of the food on their plates during this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. The one thing I gathered from this whole thing is that Kwame's going to town on that food. <laughs> <laughs> and this wraps with Kwame asking for her dad's blessing. And not only does he say yes, he says absolutely. So this goes to show that uh, Chelsea projected a little... Uh, Anxiety there. Yeah, a lot. Because her father was lovely. Her he didn't have a problem fine. with that. It was, it was one of the easiest father meetings I've ever seen. Yeah. And she was even painting him out to be like really disapproving of her past boyfriends. And look, maybe like we don't know. It was TV, you know. Yeah. And I'm. Yeah. Uh, what's he going to do? Maybe he's the kind of guy who's like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be nice. Yeah. But he could have been more like um, Micah's parents who were like, oh. <laughs> Okay, so now it's 17 days until weddings. <laughs> now you can actually see the light in the sky. Of oh, the yeah. Paul and his mom are at a restaurant and Micah arrives. Andy, you said, oh, my God, he basically went for his mom. Yeah. And even Micah here says, we have matching hair. His mom reveals she did a deep stocking dive on Micah based mm. on her first name alone. That's amazing. Yeah. Impressive skills on Google. Kind of makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. Basically, Micah charms the pants off his mother and they seem like two peas in a pod. And Micah, in her confessional jokes, you're marrying your mom. <laughs> so that was very validating She's for a you. a shining Andy. moment for Micah. Well, what's funny is I was like, I don't know if we can say that. You're like, he went for his mom. I'm like, is that, I don't know, is someone going to be offended yeah, by that? She said it for me. Yeah. So then I kept it. Thank you. <laughs> Tiffany and Brett now, he's showing her his apartment. She says everything is so high end. She calls him bougie Brett. I love how he's talking about his tension paper towel holder. Oh, yeah. Which we also have, by the way. I have to admit, that little arm. It's great. It's fantastic. I love that he points it out, too. He appreciates the the little things. Yeah. They discuss closet space, but overall, the yeah. vibe is very positive. She says, He's got like, weak closet space. Yeah. It's going to be tough for her. But, you know, we've got weak closet space, and we've made it work. Uh, <laughs> you don't think so? Well, I mean, I now have no closet space. <laughs> Zach, as he preps to receive bliss now at his apartment, we see a quick shot of a spinning succulent on top of a rock garden that we both felt did not get nearly enough airtime. Who? What is that? Like, who said, like, succulents are great, but they need to be spinning more? On top of a collection of rocks. Yeah. Bliss arrives looking gorgeous, and it definitely has more of a datey vibe than their lunch together. I mean, the two of them. I just love, too, how Bliss rolls with all of his little, like, isms. Yeah. She doesn't hold them against him. Instead, she usually one-ups him or is like, oh, yeah, it's like, or I have this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
they're just the nerd factor it's such a safe space for them to just like spread their wings their owl wings it's a good base yeah <laughs> so now they're in portland kwame is showing chelsea his apartment it's a little messy but i don't think anything too crazy it's all right i mean i don't know if i could do it no oh, you would have I'm a problem with that fastidious you are but if i need you, order in the apartment yeah but if a girl showed you her apartment and she didn't have time to go clean up right she was packing in a flurry to go on this show that you met her on and then she showed you her apartment was as messy as his i don't think you would be that no judgy. i'd be okay and, and to be honest i've had a lot of these situations where like for the first time i'm gonna go back to some girl's places i mean obviously a while ago not recently <laughs> but and she's like uh Oh, my apartment's super messy. Like, I'm like, like you gotta, you gotta be okay with that. And yeah. I'm like, oh please, like I care how. And 99 percent of the time, it's like there's like one tissue lying somewhere. Yeah, and everything yeah. else is immaculate. There was one time where, <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. There was one time where I went back to, and it was insane. It was like a full hoarder. <laughs> like she was. And it was the same level of like, oh, my place is messy as every other girl who said it. Mm. But this was insanity. Yeah. It was like I had a walk. There was like a path from the bed to the bathroom. I'm not even kidding. And like she's like, I told you my place is messy. And I I had to be like, oh, uh, (laughs) uh, totally normal. (laughs) So you couldn't see the floor except for the path. There was no floor anywhere except for a literal path from the bed to the bathroom. And in the bathroom, where were the towels? Wet and on the floor. That's the worst part. I don't know how she lived. And and if you saw this girl, you'd be like, oh, she's got everything together. Oh, you never know. You never know. know. They discuss the city and she says it's nice and all, but it doesn't make her want to move there. In her confessional, she says it makes most sense for him to move to Seattle because he works remotely. I understand that. Sure. And Kwame, though, in his confessional says he doesn't have any friends in Seattle. He plays soccer four to five times a week here in Portland with his friends. He (laughs) (laughs) something about it being five is a lot. Well, it was funny that he actually said four times and he said sometimes five. Like that makes a difference. (laughs) Like, oh, well, five. We're staying in Portland. He runs on the same path every day. He sometimes compromises too much trying to merge their worlds. I kind of feel for both of them here. You know, yeah, this is one of those it's tough. There is really no easy answer to this kind I of guess problem. Technically, like she has a slight edge because he works remote. So mm-hmm. you got to give it to her. But still, there's loss here. The goal really is to not feel like you're compromising so much by moving. But I mean, it's so obvious they're wrong for each other that I feel silly even entertaining this seriously. Yeah. But also, look, Kwame's life was soccer. I think there's a lot. I mean, I know I have my theory oh, about Kwame and people, soccer. A lot of people really agreed with you on your theory, Andy. Well, I think there was. Yeah. Really, it had legs. It, had le- it has some legs. Yeah. I didn't expect people to chime in on it. But I really do think that there is a lot that needs to be discussed not necessarily discussed here but mm. thought about with his soccer career yeah and i think the the last vestige of his soccer career is him actually playing recreational soccer it probably gives him so much joy he probably looks forward to it every week it, it's his real it's his mate it's like his his wife Love. essentially mm. is his soccer it's a lot of loss there mm-hmm. and i think you can't just say oh he's just playing a game anyway you could pick up some soccer game somewhere else yeah it's not like that it's not like a pickup softball game mm-hmm. it's different it's his life yeah okay so now jackie and marshall everything seems fine we see tortilla chips being poured into a bowl but that's pretty much the extent of things being fine because now we see jackie getting very stressed out as she puts it we learn that his family's coming so he's Mm -hmm. like oh i can take my family for a walk around the block and she's like no it's fine they can quote knock it out and he's like oh well I don't want to just knock it out. Like, I'd rather do it when you're comfortable and in a good headspace. And she's like, she's got her head in her hands and she's like leaning forward. She's like, I am in a good headspace. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best to guess with Jackie. He says, okay, then I'll go get a Coke and a smile. That's and she's cute. like, you do that. Oh, God. So now Marshall's family arrives despite Jackie's episode. Yeah. And she brightens up really quickly. Here. Sure, yeah. So she, she puts behaves. on a brave face, which yeah. I appreciate. I mean, it does help that his family's absolutely lovely. Lovely. It's his sister with her family, like her husband and child. And recapping the experience, Marshall says it was always Jackie or nothing. And she even inspired him to write poetry for the mm. first time in years. I love how sensitive Marshall is. Yeah. He is really He's such sensitive. a sweet guy. Yeah. Jackie says Marshall has taught her to sit in her feelings and not just react. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, We're definitely mm-hmm. seeing that. So she's showing a little bit of self-awareness. I'm trying to give her credit where credit is due sure. here. So I got to say, though, I was distracted by his sister Morgan's vest. It was so cute. Oh, yeah, I want like it. That. It was like rainbow unicorn colors. It was like sort of cotton candy-ish, faux Sherpa and oversized, this yeah. vest. Yeah. Seriously, I'm going to look for it. Oh, it's good. so cute. Yeah, you should ask her. Okay, so Micah and Paul now. He's showing her his apartment. He says his sofas were from Craigslist and from the side of the road. He's got knives seemingly on every single table, which yeah. is funny. I got to say his apartment, other than the Craigslist and side of the road thing, because I think you'd be a little too germaphobic for that. Mm, maybe. His yes. apartment was very you before yeah, I got involved. Yeah. Things weren't in good shape. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Yeah. yeah. But not dirty. No, not dirty. But but also so hodgepodge that it seemed dirty. Yeah, agreed. When they talk logistics, she makes it clear that she would want that apartment to get cut from the equation. She wants to bounce back and forth between Seattle and Arizona. And he says, no. Mm. And he says, I'm joking, but also not. Paul is an interesting. Yeah. I, we see this later in the next episode, but he's not afraid to sort of just say what he thinks in the moment. And I like it. I do. I like it with Micah specifically like because I yeah. kind of think she needs it. She needs it. And look, even though her solution might make the most sense, like that, you know, the apartment's not right for the two of them, blah, blah, blah. I think she kind of needs to be kept in line and think about someone other than herself. I agree. I know that's I'm not, Sometimes I, I look at Paul and I don't understand if he's just trying to stay on a show and be on TV. He doesn't seem like that, though. He doesn't. I, I'm so confused by Paul. Yeah. Okay, so now we're back in Portland. Kwame's had a hard time reaching his mom and finally calls her. This is one of those moments that felt super real because yeah. she wasn't even on speaker. No. You notice that? We yeah. didn't hear a word coming out of her mouth. The only way we even knew she was was not happy is we heard him say you're mad (laughs) he said that and this was a real like love is blind versus bachelor moment to me because i feel on the bachelor you could never have this shown and not hear the other person of course and they would use it and add all this dramatic music and everything but in this case it's like his mother wants nothing to do with this Well, what's great about it is you know it's not staged you know there's no narrative here they're never like hey you should call your mom yeah and maybe put her on speaker maybe we'll even tell your mom that you're calling her and make sure she says things that are you know appropriate to the narrative just to call and where is she located we might send a camera guy (laughs) send some like craft services over there (laughs) So the gist here is Kwame's mother does not like this no, at shocking. all. I don't know why people hate on Kwame so much. I don't get it. He's like, I appreciate your honesty on the phone. And then he reports back to Chelsea. He says his mom doesn't think he's used his head. And she can't say that she's happy for him. And he says he told his mother that he believes he can make the right decisions for himself. Right. I got to say, this is a peeve of mine. I mean, he's an adult. Yeah. Like, let the man make his own decisions, even if it's a mistake. Like, yeah. you grow, you live, you learn, all the all the tropes. Yeah, but but you have to also appreciate her perspective. She's his mother, and she just heard that he got engaged in two seconds on a reality show. I also might be a little bit upset. Mm. I think the perfect reaction is Micah's parents, which we'll get to I think you're to right. Yeah, it's just like skeptical, but yeah. warm. Yes. Like you're, you're Warmly skeptical. Yeah, you're not making your kid's life more difficult. Right. You're just making it clear that you think this yeah, is all a little like, weird, yeah. which it is. Tiffany and Brett now, she's cooking in the kitchen huh. and broaches the topic of money. What a fun topic. Yeah, everyone loves that. The gist is that he likes nice things and yeah. spends money on them. Huh. And she was like, give me the number of the most expensive thing you've bought. And he's like, oh, and she's like, like, name a thing. And he's like, OK, well, there's this piece of luggage. And she makes him give her the number. And it's twelve hundred dollars. Too much for luggage. It's too much. I mean, unless you're I don't know. I don't want to judge what people spend. I don't know no, what he's making. If you're a billionaire, it's too much. You don't need to spend that much on luggage. We've I mean, discussed luggage. Luggage does not have to be a luxury item. Period. <laughs> it's functional. Well, we fall into that camp anyway. Mm. But she has a huge reaction yeah. to this. And she says she doesn't want to police how he spends money as long as he pays bills. Sure. Okay. They talk about not wanting to send Venmo requests to each other, which I totally relate to. I totally relate We're to. We're like that. Yeah. I'm like, none uh, of that. no. Okay, so now it's 14 days until the weddings. Bliss and Zach are on a boat. They're talking about gremlins and then Furbies and then digipets and generally. Good, good conversations. I got to say the way they weave from one topic to the next, like they go on tangent to tangent to tangent. It's like a monkey leaping from one branch to another. Yeah. 
It reminds me a little of us. It does. They're open to all the weirdness. Yes. He asks if she could meet anybody. Who would it be? She says, Oprah. And he was like, for me, it would be your parents. Mm. And she rightly calls him out for setting this up. She's like, oh, you set that up. Yeah. And then he pulls out a jewelry box and gets down on one knee and proposes. Uh, uh, and we were like, oh, no, it's too soon. Too soon. And she- <laughs> too soon, yeah. <laughs> on this show, they've been knowing each other for 20 years. And Bliss is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And then that's our cliffhanger. So with episode eight, just as I was literally saying, I don't think she'll say yes. She's too pragmatic. Mm. She goes, yeah. Well, she didn't say yes. <laughs> Andy, you said she did the math. She's like, well, this probably doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Andy, you said this show devalues getting proposed, getting married, all the things. Completely devalues it. It Mm. sets a very bad precedent. It's basically like, guess what? You can get engaged and it doesn't mean anything. Mm. I don't like it. That I don't like. It besmirches the sanctity (laughs) of proposals. Mm. This basically says, by the way, guys, you don't have to get married. Totally. You can just get engaged and it means... Nothing. Nothing. And in her confessional, Bliss says she always used to scoff at people who would say, when you know, you know, but she gets it now. But I do appreciate how Bliss is not super smiley. She's very matter of fact. A little almost too matter of fact. If I had one criticism of Bliss, Mm. is that there's not quite enough Bliss. (laughs) I kind of like it. I like how... um, It gets old, though. That gets old. I agree. I've been... I've dated girls like that where it's like, at some point, you're going to let down that wall of like straight faced but it never goes down and then you're like this isn't good i know what you mean i just like how she's almost like watching herself yeah no i like bliss yeah i just don't know if i'd want to date bliss okay but out of the women at on this show bliss has got to be near the top i go i probably go oh who would i go for yeah we do that segment now Oh, my God. Let's put it at the end. Let's put it at the end. Okay, okay. okay we'll okay, wait. Okay, we'll okay, wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 12 days until weddings now. Tiffany and Brett are eating meat and laughing over both liking dark meat like it's some big coincidence. Yeah, like, wow. We both <laughs> like breathing air? <laughs> Micah and Paul are at a cafe about to meet her parents. And we learn that she hasn't even told them that she's engaged. And her parents sit down and right away she's like, I'm engaged. And her parents are appropriately shocked. Yeah. I got to say, I did not picture Micah's parents being who they are. And I did not picture Paul's mother being who she is. Totally agree. I don't, nothing about them in any way, their family, them, the relationship, nothing makes sense to me. Nothing. But it almost feels like her mother should be Paul's mother and his parents should be her parents. It's like Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Everything's all topsy-turvy. Yeah, the looking glass. And in her parents' confessional, her dad says Paul could be a serial killer for all he knows. (laughs) Something I would say. And her mom worries about her being heartbroken. Overall, we really liked her parents. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Like a lot more than we actually like Micah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I don't know how Micah came out of that. Marshall in his confessional now reveals that Jackie told him he needs to, quote, boss up. That, quote, he's not a man and that he wasn't, quote, doing grown man stuff. So hmm. he has been staying at his apartment and now he goes back to their shared place and a fight ensues. She says that they never have sex. She wants him to be more aggressive. And this becomes a full-blown yelling match because he's like, I do make an effort to be physical with you. I touch on, I touch you. I hold you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And you rebuff me. He's like, what are you doing for me? Exactly. And then Jackie does this thing that drives me crazy. I've dated someone like this before where mm, she's have. like, oh, why are you with me then if I don't do anything for oh, you? So she God. takes a key part of his sentence and focuses on that and not on what the it's, context was. It's constant, like, low-level gaslighting with Jackie. Mm. It's like she's a she's a gaslight with the light. The flame is, like, flickering on and off. It's, like, low on oil. Yeah. Or gas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly gas. Nice. He says he saw her as a project. Wrong mm. word to use there. No one's denying no, that. No, that was a bad move. And saw potential and thought she was going to come around with him. Uh. And unsurprisingly, now she pounces on the word project. Pounces. 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 This spins out of control now. And Andy, you likened this conversation to arguments you had with one certain ex. Yeah. We just, both it's have like Kafkaesque hell. You just, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. it's never going in a good place. No. And it always takes a turn that... You don't expect it to. Yeah. Like when you go with kindness, you get met with scorn. Mm. When you go with scorn, you get met with scorn. <laughs> scorn. 
Scorn 2.0. When you just literally get on your knees and beg for forgiveness and say you're the greatest thing that ever happened oh, in the universe, then, then you eventually slowly get something Met with good. kindness. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's literally yeah. what happens here. Horrible I people. have a big peeve. When people hear information or words just words and they don't take into account the context like all the words said on either side of whatever words that they're upset about so we saw that happen here multiple times when he's like what do you do for me you know he was talking about how he makes an effort to be physical with her because she just accused him of not wanting to have sex with her and she's like oh if i don't do anything for you like she takes this one little part and eliminates all of the context of what he was actually saying. That drives me crazy. But the undercurrent here is that she doesn't really want to be with him. He's not her type. Yeah. So just tell him that. Yes. You said that last week, actually, Andy. You know who should be a man in this relationship is her. You actually said that when we did our predictions last week. Yeah. You said, I don't think this is going to work because at the end of the day, he's a great guy. He's not her type. So as she storms off here, still about the word project, Andy, you were literally saying out loud, leave, dude, leave. You really Horror wanted movie. him to Horror walk. movie. Get out of the house. The yeah. killer is calling from inside the house. Get out of the house. He now tries to save it, unfortunately. <sighs> he corrects project to mean, quote, limitless potential. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a game show. Well, I'm going to put this one here. Ding! Well, yeah, he professes his love to her. And now this cues a ballad, a love songy ballad. Oh, and then she goes and hugs him and says she's sorry. Oh. And Andy, you said wrong song. This should be our horror movie song. Yeah. Okay, so Tiffany and Brett now, this is, did you just tire yourself out? Yeah, it was a little too much. <laughs> Should have breathed in between there. Tiffany and Brett now, this is basically them having a loving and mature conversation about their wedding and how much they love each other. And this culminates with Brett giving Tiffany a long, knowing look and mm-hmm. saying, we're going to make it. Uh, almost, you know what? I felt a tear forming in my, in my tear duct. Oh. It was forming. Andy, you said, he's the best, Jackie's the worst. <laughs> But that's because we had yet to meet uh, Micah's friends. Oh, dear. <laughs> First, Bliss and Zach move in together. She says they can't put the suitcases on the bed. We agree with this. Suitcases are disgusting. I don't even put the suitcases in the apartment no. until I've sanitized Andy the wheels. Andy sprays but I down the wheels I mean, in the hallway before they're allowed to enter the apartment. I, you, you I have, stand by it. You're extreme. Stand by it. This conversation now while they eat takeout is very strange to me. Yeah. Because... You would think this would be lovey-dovey, like we're finally moved in together, we have, we're sharing our first takeout meal together, we're newly engaged, enga- engaged, yeah, and she kind of starts to pick a fight again about being second choice yeah. and sort of being like, I still have to get over that. I really like Bliss. I want to get that out of the way. But I feel like Bliss, a lot of her focusing so much on that is almost like she wants to feel like she's representing herself properly on the show mm-hmm. it feels more removed than her actual feelings does that make sense yeah, yeah, i yeah. don't think she thinks that he wants to be with arena i don't think that she actually thinks that she's second she choice. wants everyone in america to know that she recognizes yes. that this is an issue yes exactly yeah. it feels like she wants everyone to be like she's a strong woman who didn't just let him off the hook yeah but- i feel the same way with what micah did to arena that was totally just show Oh, I was like, look, yeah. I'm not going to deal with this. Look at me. I'm a strong woman. Mm. So that's just weirdly tense. I, I wrote, where did the chemistry go? Okay, so now we're back to Kwame and Chelsea. I gotta say, as much as I cannot stand these two together, I do. They're my favorite two to I agree. dissect. They're the most entertaining. Yeah, in, in like a sick yeah. voyeur kind of way. I mean, the fact of the matter is all these couples are terrible, except for Brett and Tiffany. <laughs> I mean, let's get it out there. Yes. So they're bathing her dog, Rocky, and she pushes a conversation. Well, he has such a cute little penis. Did you see it? <laughs> I mean, it was it was obvious. I it think... was a big I mean, for him, like he's he's oh. like got a tree trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so cute. Yeah. It's so funny when little dogs that are so cute and like harmless just yeah. have these giant penises. <laughs> it's pretty funny. She pushes a conversation about kids and pretty much says she wants kids yesterday. He says he wants to enjoy the partnership. 
for a while. Uh, reasonable. She's like, but you can strap the baby on. You can take them on trips. You can hire a nanny. And he's like, he's, he's like, but I want to like spend a few years just enjoying each other, enjoying the relationship. And she sort of accusatorily asks, are you even ready to settle down? Well, oh now he's God. getting really turned on by this conversation. As though him not wanting to have kids as soon yeah, as possible yeah. when they get married yeah. means he's not he's ready to settle down. Yeah. He's not ready. He's not, he wants to be single for the rest of his life till he's dead. And then he says, I'm moving to Seattle. And instead of being like, you're right, you are sacrificing something. She's like, you mean you're sacrificing what you want? And he says, I'm compromising. And she says, I mean, this is real. Chelsea yeah. Gold. She says, welcome to marriage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's make love, baby. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. My pants are ripping. <laughs> like, really? Is that how you do it? Is that how she does it? Yeah. That's how it's that's, done? Uh, yeah. That's really going to work for her in life. I, I'm he just, says I'm... I don't even want to. I, I can't. I, Let's not. Let's. We've made our point. Let's yeah. move on. He says it's a big compromise and just asks that his feelings are also considered. Honestly, feels like she just wants a husband and it doesn't matter who's filling that role. He's starting to feel like a vessel. Yes. I can see it. He's, you know, in those cartoons where they're like on a desert island and the guy turns into a hot dog and the other person turns into a hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally feel like he's turning into a like, like, a, like a pitcher of, uh, I don't know what. Sperm. To, yeah. Like, <laughs> Sperm vial. <laughs> oh, that's good. So he says, "I'm. It is a big compromise. I'm just asking that my feelings are considered." And then, without making eye contact, she's like, "Considered." Ugh. She's good at passive aggression. You know what? She's bad at passive aggression because you have to do passive aggression artfully. And she just says, "It's just a hammer." It's just like. <laughs> Okay, who so is Kwame, who, I want to know. Let's take a let's take a quick poll of our shandies, yeah. and it's okay. We love you all, no matter what yeah, you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love every shandy. You're all great. Yeah, yeah. But how many of you still think Kwame's the bad guy in this situation? <laughs> I want to know. I really need to know this because yeah, maybe I'm the weird guy. I feel we were a little misled after misled. our first recap. We got so many comments being like, "I can't believe yeah. you oh, like Kwame." <laughs> you're gonna change your tune. Yeah. Well, there are still more episodes to come. Tune. Maybe he will prove us wrong again you know what i can't wait i can't I hope wait to be happens. proven wrong yeah. i want to be proven wrong but as of yet for a moment i thought i was like oh here we go yeah. at the pool i was like kwame's gonna sing himself yeah, yeah. this is it and it, and yeah it wasn't good and yeah it wasn't a good look but then i was like he was wasted and it wasn't great but he totally recovered from it yes i just think that there's a lot more nuance to the kwame situation i, I do not think he's a bad guy i don't think he's remotely all. a bad guy yeah so speaking of unlikable people, hmm. Micah and Paul now attend her friend's birthday party. Yay, Yay! I love birthday parties. They're <laughs> always fun, right? Her friends interrogate Paul and it's honestly, I wrote, embarrassing. They ask him a question. I think it was about oh, when you finally met her, did it match what you had in your mind? And he answers in a very detail-oriented and... And not even long-winded. I wrote long-winded, but it wasn't. It's like he was, it was like the preamble to his answer. Yeah. And they are already starting to roll their eyes. He said words. He said words. They weren't sandwiched within 10 likes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's now suddenly like a super pretentious, a pseudo-intellectual. Yeah, yeah. Mike is like, oh, he's a scientist. And they're like, uh. He's a scientist? Was he speaks in complete sentences? <laughs> I wrote, these women would hate our podcast. Hate it. Thank God. I hope to God. And if you are watching Friends of Micah, stop. We don't want you. Shelby says she'll have something bitchy to say at some point. Oh, also earlier, Mike reveals that many of her relationships have ended because of Shelby. I just want to put a pin in that. Hmm. And she says, don't say that kind of stuff to me. I'll get pissed. I don't know if this was weird editing or what, but based on what was shown, that would suggest that him using words that aren't like <laughs> um, and maybe building a, a structured answer. Yeah. And not just being like, she exceeded all my expectations. That's it. It's committing the crime of speaking English. Yeah. Literally. And trying to express exactly how he feels instead of pandering. Yes. There's a big difference. I hate it. I hate being pandered to. And I would rather hear what I don't want to hear, but feel like you're expressing yourself 100%. properly. 100%. Oh, my God. God, oh. the show gets me worked up. Oh. This gets me more worked up than The Bachelor. But it feels more real. 
Like yeah. these are kind of more real, less narrative situations. Yeah, but it gets me like angry. I know. I'm angry. This scene, I was very, I was, I was losing it. Micah says about Shelby that she's easily angered. And then Paul, winning all the prizes, shrugs and says, I can't say that I care. Oh, I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, it's one of those. We love that he said this. Thank God. Micah goes into defending friend mode and is like, don't say that. You should care what she thinks. No. And he's like, well, I care about you. I care about Thank what you, you think. Yes. And it kind of ends awkwardly here with Shelby glaring at him, basically. He says he's going to go to the bathroom. And now we see Shelby show just how drunk she is. We oh thought she was drunk. I'd like to give Shelby the benefit of the doubt because she is wasted. wasted. She's like puking wasted. Andy, you said, no respect for intelligence, no curiosity, no self-awareness, automatically judging someone because they're smarter than you. Ugh. That's what was happening here. Horrible. Paul is obviously intelligent and they treat him with disdain instead of being like, oh, you're a scientist? That's cool. No, what when you ask questions. Yes. Ask questions that aren't pertaining to Micah and how like amazingly I, wonderful she is. And then when he doesn't give you this pandering basic answer to that question, he's therefore annoying to you. Again, if I was in this situation, relationship's over instantly. Done. Out the door. Honestly, I if, don't my, care. if my friends treated you like this, I wouldn't blame you. If you didn't defend me in that situation, I'm out the door. Period. Not, not you. With you, I'd do anything. If your friends sucked, I'd still be with you. It was your grade. But I'm just saying, in most situations, I'm out the door. Friends really say so much about a person. Of course. The apple doesn't... F I mean, it's not the same thing. But <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the, the apples that are on the ground stay together. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Micah and Shelby talk now, and Shelby says this isn't for Micah. And Micah deserves more. More, she more. says. She deserves the best. She deserves the world. And I wrote, I don't think this girl actually is no. Micah's friend. No, she wants the worst for Micah. She doesn't want Micah to be happy. Friendships like this exist. Of where it's, it's all under the guise of being really protective. Did we actually hear her ask why Micah loves Paul? No, she doesn't in care. Yeah, instead because Paul rubbed her wrong yeah. and didn't really care about her. She's one of those friends that doesn't want her friends to be happier than her. Exactly. She wants her to, she wants Shelby to be happy. It's, and you know what Shelby is? Shelby's the epitome. I love how Mike, of course, Micah has a best friend that she loves who's terrible. <laughs> but Shelby is the worst kind of friend. Yeah. She's, first of all, a supreme top flight cock blocker. Oh, like yeah, the worst yeah. of the worst. Top flight. Yeah. She's like in the full, she's like gold. She's like on the, on the, on the platform. What do you call it? The pedestal? Yeah, the metal? She's yeah, metal in yeah, cock blocking. Yeah. But she doesn't read Podium. Podium, thank you. God, my words. She doesn't rejoice in friends' happiness. She relishes misery so she can help and be the savior. Mm -hmm. Always watch out for friends who don't rejoice in your happiness. Yeah. Because a sign of a good friend is someone who is happy when you're happy, not someone who is there to help when you're down. Which yeah. That's also a decent friend, but yeah. it doesn't mean they're a great no. friend. No. She wants her to be down. She wants to be her master. She wants to subjugate her. Well, and it says so much now to go back to that pin. They joked about this. They said it all lightly, but that several of Micah's relationships have ended because Shelby said that it wasn't. She's a serial killer. <laughs> several of this woman's husbands have disappeared. <laughs> Where did they go? Okay. We have to take a deep breath. Let's, let's take a cleansing breath together. Okay. And we'll have our Shandies join us, okay? Okay. Inhale. And hold. And exhale. Okay, I feel ready yeah. to move on. I will say this, you know, I've seen a lot of not great people over the, the years of recapping these shows. Yeah. But I've never outright just said someone's terrible. I've always felt there's some redeeming quality yeah. to everyone. And even Micah. Micah has redeeming qualities. Yes. Uh, even Arena. I mean, Arena's a perfect example. Perfect of how, example. Yeah. Shelby is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Period. And you know what's great? Like it, it, Shelby's like a, like in life, like you meet someone like Shelby and you like go to one friend and you're like, oh my God, you see how terrible she was? Like, oh my, the thing she did with them, they're like, and you only have one friend. I have like a stadium of people. It's so satisfying. There's a stadium. I'm like, and when she did the thing where she said the thing that was really horrible. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I assume people have to see this the way we did. I mean, yeah. she wasn't, they weren't trying to make her look good. Oh, no. Well, not that that would have been possible. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. So 10 days Terrible. until weddings. I love that we took a deep cleansing breath to move on and we still couldn't stop talking <laughs> Can't about stop her. Can't stop this. So now it's Chelsea's birthday yeah. and also a group gathering. Mm. And by group gathering, it seems to be not only an excuse to bring all the couples together so yeah. that there's a reject be, reunion. It's a reject reunion. You yeah, we see Josh paraded out at one point. Amber is paraded out. Okay. So when Marshall arrives alone, Micah says, oh, my God, where the hell is Jackie? And she's fully smiling and then corrects. She loves it. We see a few conversations here. Tiffany gives decent advice to Kwame. Um, Marshall tells Brett that Jackie wants a toxic kind of love. Mm -hmm. This is so well put. I just love that Tiffany and Brett have also fallen into the role of people who give, like, actually decent advice. They're basically a relationship podcast at this point (laughs) on the show. Should keep an eye on them. But I really appreciate how both Tiffany and Brett, this subtext of their advice given to each of these people was you don't need this like Mm -hmm. think about what you want Mm -hmm. like you don't need to go through this do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it wasn't just like this is just how it is you can get through it yeah no that's what chelsea said it is what chelsea said Mm. uh jackie arrives and goes and greets marshall Mm. and she's wearing i'm talking about what she's wearing because i think it's relevant here she's wearing a sleeveless like spaghetti strap jumpsuit. Yeah. She looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then there's a weird exchange where Marshall insists on giving her his coat. Mm-hmm. And I'm torn on this because if it's actually cold, then this is gentlemanly. Right. But she kept insisting she was fine. And we got to note that Paul was wearing a T-shirt. Yeah. So I don't think it was that cold. I don't know. It felt like it's possible he didn't want her to be showing so much skin, which is a real foul. If in both that's of what it is. Books. But I, I want, because I love Marshall so much, I'm going to assume it was really cold and he was just being Me really gentleman. I'm going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Josh now descends on the ladies where Jackie is. He's really obnoxious. He, he's definitely sort of circling I Jackie. I feel like they primed him with drinks. Like he was, I think he got there drunk. I agree. Yeah, it was a rough scene. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I heard one sentence come out of his mouth where the speech was not slurred. Yeah. Kwame now talks to Micah, and we were watching this like hawks. Kwame admits that a small part of him freaks out when he thinks about the wedding, and mm-hmm. he asks Micah if she thinks she made the right choice. She says she's unsure but hopeful. See, even that, to other people, Micah has expressed being more sure than that. Yeah, but, but she's, to him. Yes, she's tempering her answer to suit him. Yep. The vibe gets a little bit flirty here. And in his confessional, Kwame admits it's seamless. He says, I, I love Chelsea. I want to marry Chelsea. But I have to admit, when I talk to Micah, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. And she gets increasingly flirty here. Once again, saying he was her number one. There's still electricity there with him. They have so much potential. She says, present tense, we have so much potential. She didn't say had. No. I have to point this out. She cares about him. She thinks about him. She worries about him. A lot of instigating. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, first of all, nothing went too far here. Not that we saw anyway. No. There's still time, I suppose. But I just really think Micah, I've called her trouble. She's trouble. trouble. Yeah. She likes the attention. She knows that Kwame holds a torch for her and she's just, just milking it. Oh, yeah. So now Amber and friends arrive. This is pointless. Pointless. Paul's just like, eh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And now Josh targets Jackie. Mm. He tells her that Marshall was crying all the time during the pods and didn't think Jackie would have fallen for his shit. This was really painful to watch. Yeah, I don't bad. like, you know, we, we've talked about the alcohol. I don't like watching people this drunk. It makes me uncomfortable. You should have been cut off. You can't have people on TV that drunk. No. It's easy. It's You know what it is? It's cheap. It is cheap. It's cheap. Like, yeah, sure. Get a bunch of people totally wasted and show them on camera. Like, great. Of course, there's going to be stuff that's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. But it's not right. It's almost cheaper than the bokeh from the pods. <laughs> Nothing's cheaper than the bokeh. <laughs> this is pretty much the cliffhanger. He's yeah. telling Jackie, like, I still love you. What blah, is blah, he blah. saying? He's like, I'll still love you. And that's where the episode ends. All right. So, Andy, let's quickly touch on our predictions. Mm -hmm. First, Brett and Tiffany. All the way. All the way. Kids dying, buried next to each other. (laughs) I mean, not not like quickly in that order, just eventually. (laughs) It sounded like you were saying their kids would die and be buried next to each other. Cut. Take two. We knew what you meant. Okay, Okay. next, Paul and Micah. Splits. I agree. I, I just don't see it. You know what I feel this show is sort of missing at times is showing enough of the good times. Yeah. Because 
I don't understand why Paul and Micah are as into each other as they are, other than that one scene where they were playing footsies on their balcony. Mm-hmm. That was the one moment where I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. But yeah. other than that, I'm like, I don't get I it. Don't get it. Kwame and Chelsea. So I'm going to stand by my original theory that he's trying to keep his his soccer adrenaline alive and he's going to keep this TV thing going. And I think he's just going to get married to her and he's going to do it out of pure desire to stay in the spotlight. And I don't think it's going to work for more than six months tops. They're going to get divorced. I, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you because I really just don't want to see that. So I predict that someone says no and Jackie and Marshall, I, that has to be splits. No way. I don't even, I'll be shocked if they even make it to the altar, honestly. I think they should end before that point. Absolutely. And then finally, I think the wild card, the new wild card. Mm. Last week we thought Jackie and Marshall were the wild card, but now I think the wild card is Zach and Bliss. I agree. It's hard to believe. I mean, they just didn't have that extra time together in Mexico. I just don't think they know each other well enough. I'm like 55, 45, they get married. Oh, wow. Yeah, barely. Like, I'm right up very close to the fence on Mm. this one. There was a moment where she was talking, I think, to Chelsea at the party. She was talking Mm. to one of the women, and she's like, I'm freaked out. I don't know what's going on. And in that moment, I was like, "Uh." Mm, ah. It's easy to get swept up. You know, when a guy's proposing to you on a a boat, you're like, yes. Or, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's add a segment, who we would go for. I'm going for Bliss. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't think this is any surprise. I would go for Brett. I would go for Brett. As a matter of fact, I might go for Brett over Bliss. <laughs> okay. That's like the easiest who we would go for yeah, ever. Yeah. So anticlimactic. Uh, oh, I have one other thing I want to say, mm. and that is to implore our Shandies because as the show is wrapping, yeah. the ending will become public knowledge. And we, uh, and maybe this is really just us asking for too much yeah Yeah, but please try not to spoil us with your comments especially comments you know you can (laughs) i don't know just don't dm us the what happens (laughs) because it just makes it really hard to recap and it's just not as fun for us agreed yeah that would be nice if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on instagram and tiktok leave us apple and spotify podcast ratings and reviews tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on dear shandy bye-bye dear shandy. everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.